Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Bobo and Flex show. My name is Bobo and I'm your host and I'm with the beautiful Flex, also known as Flex Mommy on the internet. Today we're talking about spirituality, like what is the difference between religion and spirituality and where do we stand? Like where are we spiritual hoes? Are we nihilists? Do, are we atheists? Do we just not believe in anything? Um, actually, first let's start with what even is spirituality? Like what is that for you, Flex? So I had a, I've had a, some time to think about this one and I created like a Venn diagram of how it intersects. Mm. So spirituality for me is kind of like a personal practice. It's like my relationship with like the transcendent overarching questions that confront my personal existence. Like who am I? Ooh. Why am I like this? Where do I find meaning? Why do I feel connected? How should I live? Why should I live? What's my purpose? A lot of those questions can't be answered rationally or logically. And right. so spirituality aspect is kind of like acknowledging that something bigger than me and greater than me that I can't explain Exists. that I need yeah. to be mindful of. I don't fear it. I don't love it. It just is. Yeah. Also, it's like a humbling, like a humbling mechanic. And then also I was raised quite religious, which we'll talk about in a second. Mm. But let's also acknowledge that religion generally involves like a community and a God. It's about practices and rituals and rites. It's about like right yeah. and wrong, true Traditions or false. and structures. That's traditional. So, you know, when we talk about spirituality and religion, the two don't always intersect. And so mm-hmm. let's not explain it every time throughout this episode. You've heard it once. Rewind <laughs> if you don't understand the difference. <laughs> but yeah, so that's spirituality to me. That is how I identify as a spiritual person. What about you? Yeah, I think so. Spirituality for me is just getting to know yourself simply put i didn't grow up religious i grew up very religious religion less so which i think i sort of benefited from because it forced me to conceptualize for myself and like start asking the big questions early on without any sort of like limitations about don't question it it's just what the bible says um i was able to be philosophical from a very young age I struggle to differentiate between philosophy and spirituality. So I think for me, my spiritual practice is philosophy because that what br- that's what brings me closer to myself and that's what helps me understand myself more. When I say self, I'm talking about self with a capital S. So I'm not talking about social constructs. I'm not talking about anything transient. I'm talking about my permanent infinite self that transcends my physical skin suit. Religion, on the other hand, is basically just the structures that are supposed to guide you to spirituality. So I think like spirituality, spirituality is a home. Religion is the bricks, the windows, the doors. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That one makes sense. So what is your spiritual practice? 
Okay. So my spiritual practice would be, as you said, connecting to self, trying mm. to take myself out of the rational, which is what I'm prone and default to do. So Aries. for me, yeah, it, I find it really hard. So perhaps that might be, it's almost like, it's so hard to quantify because it just is like, I can't mm. separate myself from a spiritual practice because I've always been spiritual, but it's like uh, removing my, how do I explain it? My spiritual practice is like removing, again, this flesh, the concept of this flesh skin suit and acknowledging mm. me for the internal. It's kind of like your soul, your ethics, your morals, your guiding light. It's all that shit and centering myself. I don't do any of that meditating. I don't manifest spiritually. None of that. It's just an internal checking in with self practice that you can't okay. find. I can't find a rational or logical reason to do that. So I root it in a spiritual practice. Mm. What about you? Yeah, my spiritual practice is sitting in my room and thinking myself into oblivion. <laughs> yeah, being present. I try to meditate every now and then. Um, but I also practice Buddhism, which I practice Nichiren Buddhism, which is like the Japanese one, which I don't consider to be a religion. I consider it to be a philosophy because it doesn't really have any like structures or rules or traditions outside of just like yeah be present in the world mm. so my spiritual practice is just trying to be like a present bitch like trying to live in the moment and enjoying my life yeah basically. and i would add that i i pray but not to a god Ooh, <laughs> so may, i just pray i appropriate prayer myself <laughs> <laughs> are you not do you not conceptualize yourself as god no Ooh, why not I'm not that special bitch, but I just don't think about it that much. Also, I'm very I'm yeah. aware of how flawed I am as a fucking human that to place myself as a godlike character is not, I'm not doing it justice. Um, yeah, I think, uh, like fundamentally, like, uh, foundationally, I believe that there is some kind of God fundamentally, probably not. That's why when I pray, I remove the godlike aspect and just use it as mm. a tool to the center myself and just like get back on track. So it's kind of like, a checking in what's up lil how you feeling what do you want for yourself what don't you want for yourself amen interesting i do believe that i'm a god shout out to kanye <laughs> um but that's because i believe everyone is a god so that also means no one is a god um and i find a lot of <laughs> comfort in that <laughs> i'm not talking to you anymore <laughs> honestly whereas i personally think everybody is trash and from trash, <laughs> there are some golden trash bags that get to stand out. I don't know. I do think that my, like, the way I view religion, spirituality is quite convoluted just because of the way I was raised and how I choose mm. to identify right now. I often how were can't, you raised? Well, I was raised as a Christian, um, as a Protestant Christian. So I went to church from the beginning of my birth all the way until maybe like 15 or so. And I was never somebody who was quite, um, I wasn't a person who got it. Like I wasn't here having like a personal experiences or revelations or anything, yeah. but you kind of don't need that when you go to church because you're surrounded by so many other people who are having great experiences that you kind of co-op them and be like, Oh, this is fucking sick. Life yeah. is great. God's great. Um, but also I had to acknowledge that being Christian was cultural as well it was a big part of being raised as a Ghanaian 
So yeah. it wasn't as though I was like this, like a random person just like went to church and left. The concept of God and religion was so interwoven with my upbringing. Like right. it was how I was um, I brought, it was how I was, sorry. It was how I was rewarded. It was how I was praised. It was how I was scolded. Like, I'm going to pray for you or I've been praying for you. You're doing so well. Or like, I'm very scared that you're going to turn out to be a dumb bitch. I'm praying for you. Like it, it was like, <laughs> it was never like, there was always some sort of semblance of, religion in the culture I was raised into as well so for me it's kind of like even if I even if I didn't want to identify as being a Christian I was still raised and nurtured as by a Christian woman to behave in a Christian way so it informed your your perception of self and belief system even before I knew it was religiously skewed as well I didn't really know what religion was I just knew that there was consequences for actions you know so even now I might say that I'm not affected by it at all but when I think about the idea of karma yeah when I think about moral good and karma and ethics and belief systems like they all stemmed from somebody who uh, foundationally built um her worldview on Christianity so Mm. you know I'm out there with that and then the idea of being spiritual is kind of the way I can acknowledge it while I can't I think I don't ascribe to religion because I can't rationalize a lot of it like there's a lot of it Mm. that's quite flawed to me that I I want to separate myself from but I can't separate myself from my culture and upbringing and the bits of it that I do quite like that's why I sort of grab onto the spiritual bubble um but then also being quite a logical rational person as well it's really hard to uh it's really hard to like come to terms with the way they all intersect it's like having to remind yeah. myself that like if it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense but also nothing makes sense so like ugh, i don't know <laughs> no literally i mean i at some point went to school i went to an anglican school very yeah very christian i think the reason i couldn't wrap myself around not just christianity but just religion as a whole is because i couldn't like the idea of heaven and hell never fully made sense to me but i want to be controversial mm. um now that we've passed the five minute mark do you <laughs> think <laughs> give people some time do you think that being christian benefits africans and black people do we benefit from you can't this even system? start this discussion five minutes in where i feel like we, there's so much background that needs to be done but uh Can you explain why you pose this question? Because obviously Christianity is a colonizer's religion. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So so for those listening who don't understand why Bobo would ask such a question, it's because generally, (laughs) such a question, uh, (laughs) countries that existed in Africa would have had their own um, forms of worship to Mm. idols gods whatever you want to call it and then when the colonizers came in so the europeans they brought in christian religion with them and that's your not christian religion but just other forms of religion outside of what was traditionally known so the fact that we still subscribe to them now means that essentially we're um, neglecting our cultural history in favor of the colonizers form of practice Mm. so when we're well, Boba- not to subscribe to it but we stand really we hard. stand yeah yeah like we, we really stand for like it was ours that we made it that it's a concept that we've had in our blood and loins and we really haven't it was um i guess like it was it, just, it was part of assimilation as well because in a lot of places if you didn't subscribe to you know the colonizers religion you're gonna be fucking killed anyway so yeah it was a form of survival and now it still is a form of survival for a lot of people oh absolutely I don't know. I mean, benefit, It's we use this word quite a bit. I don't think anyone benefits from anything really. Um, oh, interesting. 
Because, like, for... I don't think there's anything that we purely benefit from that doesn't cause us pain and harm in some capacity anyway. Facts. So, you know. Um, but your question was, yeah, do black people benefit from religion in this day and age yeah you need to have something to live for if you're going to if you're going to choose to stay alive and by that i mean to not neck yourself prematurely then it means that in some way you think you have a reason to live and for a lot of people their reason to live is to prove they're worthy of being somewhere greater when they die but don't you think that is committing suicide anyway what what do you mean (laughs) because If you're postponing your happiness to heaven, like suffer now and you'll benefit in the afterlife. I think that's a form of suicide. But I don't think that it's they're saying to suffer now. I think a lot of the basic core principles of a lot of religion is to be quote unquote good and to do quote unquote good. You know, I don't think not a lot of people are like ascribing to suffering. I thought the whole suffering angle was Buddhist. I, I feel like when it comes to Buddhism, it's like suffering is sort of the architect of happiness in this life, though. The, the more happiness you want, the more suffering you're going to get because the two are just two sides of one coin. Nah, with the way I see these pastors and priests popping with their Rolexes and cars, I don't think that was. <laughs> I don't think that was in the teachings. You know, but I, it's one okay. Of his- yeah, let's differentiate between the teachings versus the religion, mm. or like the core principles versus the religion, because I definitely think there's now like a divergence. I don't know that people have clocked that though. I think anybody who, who is like worldly and is like in the modern age and still identifies as being religious has found a way to modify that to suit them. Mm. And I think people, we've got to sort of separate the like personal religious practice from the, like the church. <laughs> Cause that, it's not the same for a lot of people. Like my brother was a junior minister and was far greater involved in his personal practice than the church. He saw the value in community. He saw the value in showing up and being there. I think that's very few people. Yeah. But, but that's what we're talking about. This is not a, a one dimensional discussion. Because no, no two, no two people's spirituality is the same, or their right. practice, or their prayer, or their relationship to their God, or whatever. So yeah, we have to be mindful of that. But I do think that a lot of people's spiritual practice is sort of like just doing as they're told, as opposed to like developing a personal relationship with self or with God. You know. But I think that's everyone's practice. Like, I think outside of religion itself, people just do what they're told instead of doing <laughs> what they should. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> and yeah, that is the problem. But it's also such a great safety net because I think for a lot of people to look outside of themselves is really scary because they haven't had to. So to But you this, have to, though. But like... you don't have to because people have it and they're fine. It's us. <laughs> like, we're the ones struggling. These people torn between do I believe, don't I believe, what's rational, what makes sense. If I could be top to toe religious and like be a hundred percent sure that a god is real and i'm popping my life to heaven and you host is worldly and like the devil's gonna yeah. kill you i would be so chill with that imagine how centered I, and I grounded i would mean. feel you know what i mean it's us we're the ones suffering i don't know what i believe <laughs> in we're tormented I, by so, our seriously i was thinking um after we recorded the last episode about how if I, when I said no plus ones to heaven, <laughs> I literally do not know if I feel as though I'm going 
if I believe that there is a heaven or hell, or if I'm so scared of the consequence of not believing that there is one, that when I die and figure it out, <laughs> I'm going to be annoyed. You know what I mean? I think that's how, that's my spiritual practice. It's rooted in a, a bit of fear, a bit of hope, <laughs> and a bit of shame. <laughs> how dumb would I be if I'm at the gates, right? My whole family's there talking about, fuck, we told you though. Did we not say? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. But then I was talking to Bobo and she said that, like, you know, there's like, no one's going to be like a clipboard. And like, now you guys are there and I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> so I'm actually crying. And then it's like, why do we bother with all this spirituality, self-awareness, philosophical shit? If it only causes more anguish, what is the benefit of self-awareness and intelligence if it comes with more anguish? Why are we doing all of this? Well, I think because once you break the seal, you really can't stop. Like, I don't yeah, even remember who I matrix. was before I started on this journey to self. So to, mm. I couldn't even revert back if I wanted to. That's the problem. Like, you open the floodgates, and then you're a magnet. So, I mean, it's a tricky one. But so that's where I'm at at the moment, though, because I, it's like, I mean, God, probably real. Jesus, probably real. Heaven and hell, probably real. But also yeah, probably Jesus not real. real. You know what I mean? And then you've got, then I'm like, witches, probably real. You know, ghosts, real. Afterlife, real. Like, it's all, like, it's all real and it's all yeah, fake everything to me. is real. Everything I is, think- you know, because it's like, I refuse to believe that what I can, can, I refuse to believe that what I can conceive with my mind is the breadth of reality. Yeah, me, this baby, this dumb bitch. All I see is all that's real. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's why, like, I stand for the witches. I stand for the occult. I stand oh, for God. Absolutely. Like, I like and cop it too. Like everyone's here. But I also think reality is perception, and I also believe the people who say that we live in a simulation. Oh, yeah. Those are my people, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I think (laughs) I think whether you believe in Christianity or like you're Buddhist or you're anything else, you're Muslim, whatever it is, I think you are correct because all of reality is perception. And I think like everything outside of our skin suits is literally just created by whatever you believe. And I think the same goes for when you die. I think Christians will go to heaven I think the the atheists will go, will just dissolve into a dark abyss. I think like the reality. Oh, you go where you want to. Wow. Yeah. Well, not where you want to, but where you believe. You will, right. Is the afterlife. So if you, I feel like if you're anxious about going to hell, you, nigga, you probably will go to hell, whether you are Hitler or not. Nah, baby. Because I think. (laughs) I think like we create our realities, not just now, but also like even after we've left our bodies, I think that's like a really infinite law of the universe is that reality isn't found, it's created. Which I think is like my fundamental spiritual belief. If you were to summarize like fundamentally what you spiritually believe, like what do you think are the rules of this simulation? Like what would you say it is? I think if I were to come up with an equation, it would be karma, plus perception equals reality. But like, what do you think are like the rules, like fundamentally? Uh, the fundamental rules. <clears throat> I don't know. Mm. I never really, I don't know. I don't know. I never really thought about it like that. Damn. Mm. 
now I feel purposeless. I guess like to, <laughs> to be the person you are happy living with, because if Ooh. that was the metric, then we'd all be better people. Wow, I really did that. I really you thought really? I had nothing. And then I came through with everything. Case closed. Next. Case <laughs> <laughs> Judge Judy shaking. <laughs> Do you feel like you've had like a spiritual awakening that brought you to that realization? No. <laughs> I don't think it was spiritual. I think my awakening was rational. Ooh. Because I was I was facing rational consequence, like real life consequences for my behavior it wasn't as though it was like this like mental deep-seated like I all of a sudden feel like I should just like change the world it was like nah bitch being dumb has really not benefited you (laughs) like not understanding has not benefited you it was no like this will give me extra points to heaven if I do this I'm like nah right now if I don't get it together life will be shit for long (laughs) yeah and like I'm trying to live for a long time so it was like a, it was self-preservation. Yeah. This awakening I've had. But was yours spiritual? I feel like that's one of those phrases people just use. And then like, what happened? I want to know. Well, yeah, I think in a lot of ways, it's hard to separate like spirituality and rational thought. I think they Is go it? hand in hand. Yeah, I think... What do you mean? I mean, there's the idea that, like, the spiritual realm is, like, the metaphysical realm and it's all the things that we can't see and it's all, like, rooted in faith. But I think, like, your rational mind and reasoning must have brought you to that place where you can fundamentally believe that there is more than just the physical. Like, I don't think that happens from out of nowhere. You know what I mean? But speaking of, mm. so <laughs> let's talk about humanism for a little bit. Speaking of rational minds. So would you consider yourself to be a humanist? Which is humanists are yeah. people that believe that the human experience and rational thinking provide the only source of both knowledge and a moral code to live by. They reject the idea of knowledge being revealed to human beings by gods or in special books. Would you consider yourself to be that person? Not entirely, but I would definitely co-op some of that thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, same. I fundamentally believe that the issue with us as a society, as a generation, is that people cannot critically think. Like They cannot... <laughs> rationally reveal why they do things what they do like like what they do why they do that what motivates them what their strengths are what their weaknesses are what they see what they praise like they don't know anything about anything and so Mm. the result is like actions that are just so inconsistent all the time because you know how when you put Mm. when you put haven't you seen those social experiments when you put people in a room who share um opposing beliefs like you put uh minimum wage workers with millionaires in one rooms or like right. sex positive people with like devout religious people who believe in abstinence you put them in a room and you let them converse and you'll soon find there's a common ground they all agree on right you know what i mean so it's like if there was more of right. that discussion happening if we were able to interact with people who shared different beliefs as ours and we had to really justify what we believed in in a critical rational logical way we'd see there was way more justification for a lot more of our behavior but no everyone mm. loves that narrative it's like they're crazy they don't get it blah 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 that's why i'm really it's easy yeah. yeah because it's like 
a good example of this is like when I talk to people who like strongly identify as being atheists, right? I'm kind of like, okay, cool. Mm. So like, why, so like, where do you, like, how do you gather your moral compass? Like if you don't believe in anything, like there's no consequence, there's no greater consequence for your behavior. There's really no like good or bad, right or wrong in terms of like someone going to punish you. Then why do you subscribe to like a societal way of being? Why don't you just go rogue? You I know. think because people are inherently good. They're not. But they are. The, I think people really are inherently sweethearts. If people are inherently good, then we wouldn't be so sad when people behaved in a way that was contrary to that. But that's the gag. I think we're born inherently good, like all of us. Except for like maybe like, like is it sociopaths or psychopaths that have like a genetic um, mutation? So uh, if you're born with a regular brain... I think you're inherently a good person and then life fucks you up and there you have it. You have to believe people are inherently good when you don't believe in like morality. Yeah, I think morality like is a social construct, but I think that like we inherently feel pain when we kill someone else. Like I think there's some things that are just like genetically embedded in our DNA and I think that informs our moral code. But for the most part, like the morality that's been written in religious scriptures is more for control than actually like utilitarianism. Nah, nah, I think nah, it's nah. less for like that's the cr- greater good of the yes! world. <laughs> it makes so much more sense that people are inherently, if anything, inherently Wait, bad. Wait, why do you think we're trash? And have been socialized to be good. Because look at the world. like look at the world we live in and you can't tell me that we've all just had the same idea to like steer away from goodness into badness it would make much more sense if we were fundamentally bad had been socialized to behave in ways that are perceived as good and then we're all cracking at the scenes because it's not natural (laughs) like (laughs) tell me why but no what tell me why when we're being our most uh, our most genuine selves we're offending people we're coming across as being rude as being mean even I when to learn behavior that's what i'm saying though like when it would make more sense that we like if everybody was bad and we'd been socialized to behave in ways that was ways that were perceived good and now we were just finding harder ways to keep up with that that makes a lot more sense that would make that would totally justify why there's so much racism and so much sexual assault and so much pedophilia like all these things are inherently bad but why are they so common if we're all inherently good people so here it is right i think we're born so we're all we hop out the womb we're cool chill people and so we're then socialized to believe that we're separate i think that's also i think when a baby hops out a womb like a baby doesn't even like see itself or perceive itself as like separate from other people. Well, especially its mother, but other people like the world around itself. And then we grow up deluding ourselves into thinking we're individuals as opposed to one collective. And that's part of like why we're trash. But I don't think like that's but I, inherent. But in, when you co- I think like once people like remember who they are, it's not like, oh, I'm Hitler naturally. I think like once <laughs> people like return to themselves, it's it's like a utilitarian, like a moral, a morally upstanding bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> because 
because we're gonna let you, the audience but get like this from one. from when you're a baby onwards right you're mm. institutionalized to crave groups like group think from school families friends like that all encourages you to body together and create a community it's when you grow up and you stray from those groups that you return to yourself and you start behaving in radical progressive ways that are often seen as bad you oh leave God, your family <laughs> and you start wanting to be like or whatever promiscuous or you start partying you're more hedonistic that didn't happen in the group that happened when you returned to yourself and you were able to be an individual nobody well, yeah. leaves the group and, be, and becomes a better person no, I, when I say come to a group, I mean like in the greater sense of like fundamentally who we are is like one energy. We all have different personalities, but personalities aren't real. Like these are like personalities are transient and also socially constructed. But like the permanent part of yourself is literally the exact same as the permanent part of me and like every other bitch. But forgetting that and deluding yourself into thinking you're separate and like one individual is what causes us to be trash. We're going to let the audience, you know what I mean? You guys need to come in and let us know if you, you think, think human yeah. beings are trash. No, 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 think- not trash. But do you think that human beings are inherently good when they come to be and the world makes them bad? Or do you mm. think they're inherently bad and they're socialized to be good and then we stray into badness because that's our natural intention mm. or natural form of being? I feel really all, interesting like, to see diabolical. To yeah, I would. I wouldn't be. I would be interested I think, to see that. But it's, for me, I'm not talking about the extremes of it. I'm not talking yeah. like angels versus like ext- like anarchists. I'm just oh, yeah, saying yeah. that on a fundamental level, it's not instinctual to care for others as much as we want to. <gasps> it's not instinctual wow, to treat people it well. It's not. No, because if it was, we wouldn't. Like the world wouldn't be as it is now. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't take. It wouldn't take years of conversation to teach people why sexual assault is bad. It wouldn't take years of conversation to teach people why racism is bad. It wouldn't take years of conversation to teach people how sexism is bad. Like, we're still not at the point where we're all understanding because it's foreign to everyone. If it were clear, it'd be intrinsic. Why does everybody know how to be mean? Why does everybody... Because we've been taught, but you weren't Who taught you how to be mean? The world. When you, no, when you no, see no. no, no, when you see toddlers in a fucking ball pit, these kids like not, not even toddlers, like infants playing with each other. How does one know how to hurt the other? How does one know infants how to take are, from the other? But they're not like intentionally hurting another person. That's it's not about it's like, about intention versus impact though. Like it doesn't. I don't have to be intentionally good to do good or intentionally bad to be bad. It is just the consequence of my action. Okay, you know what well, I mean? Yeah, no, okay. So not everyone knows how, like, the impact of their action is going to... But I'm talking about intent. Like, I feel like we're all born with the intention to love and nurture and care for each other. And that stops and- when you're three months old. Bolo! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you actually mean? I've never heard I'm you sound so, so idealistic in my whole entire life. People are inherently good since when? I I honestly thought everyone thought this. What do you mean? Isn't that why we're so shook that men are trash? Because we're like, why no, aren't you? Because men are the most trash. And then it's women. And then like, it's everybody yeah, else because... in between. You know what I mean? Everybody with constructed genders is trash first. 
<laughs> and then now that we've acknowledged there are more genders, they're less trash than like people who are cis. Cis people are the most trash and then everybody else. Like facts. facts. So it's what we were things. born that way. Why were like what do you mean? Why do you think a baby is so pure? Because they're illiterate? <laughs> <laughs> Purity. <laughs> like, is that what you mean? Because they can't speak? Because they're like basically immobile? Is that why you think they're Probably pure? Because they're closer the to buildings. vegetables? <laughs> you think babies are pure because they're... <laughs> well, I, I, need, I, I need to hear the discussion on this because, I, oh I, my say, goodness. We're going to have this discussion in the we're gonna, on the what? Instagram page. I'm honestly so shook. Is this cynicism? No, this is realism. Oh my gosh, that's what they call it these days. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing about the world today shows me that we're inherently good. Look at the way humans have just I don't disrupted think we live, the earth. We're living as even. I don't think there's anything about the way we're living that is natural to us, and that's why we're all depressed and anxious and unhappy. I don't think any of this is natural. Like. We're not but even when it was natural, if you go back hundreds of thousands of, like, hundreds, whatever, you go back years and years and years and years, like, to when we were all villagers, cannibals we were. Cannibals, no, okay, no. Let's, let's go back to Let's go back to the metaphorical Adam and Eve. Yep. Before they realize that they're separate human beings, they are two individuals before they because that's what the story is it's just a metaphor for like oh my god this bitch ate the fruit of knowledge and realized that like her skin suit is different from this person's skin suit and that even before sis ate the apple that they're not one energy even before sis ate the apple what did that snake say or whatever it was snake said you can have whatever you want all of this is all yours but don't go into that fucking garden and don't eat no fucking fruit. And what oh that sister God, don't come for she, Eve. She went Eve straight to the garden. <laughs> but if she was good, she would have listened. If she, she was good, not, she would have no, no, no. If she was good, home. she would have been mindful of that. Someone she who didn't isn't, know what the impact would be. Her exactly, intention was what, like, ooh, this is cool. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. But that's like, the thing. If you're fruit. inherently bad, it would occur to you to do to go against the grain. I'm not saying bad is wrong and good is right. I'm just saying by nature, if she was good, if she was mindful, if she was kind, if she was compassionate, she would have been more concerned with this person telling her, please don't go there for your benefit she, and mine Eve than going there bitch. anyway. Listen, I'm team Eve. Eve was one of those know. bitches that does dumb <laughs> shit all day talking about, but I'm oppressed. It's like, bitch, look at what you did. <laughs> but she didn't know. And if she goes Eve to the, the garden. Calamity. She specifically remembers men said, don't touch shit, don't eat shit. And she's like, well, I just want to, I want to have a little bit. Why can't I? 
Yeah, but I be doing that too. Exactly, you know? because you're inherently bad. No, because I'm inherently a curious hoe. Wow. Curiosity <laughs> is closer to bad than good because curiosity, <gasps> no, curiosity depicts that you are leaning away from the status quo and the status quo is quote unquote good. I actually can't believe this. I don't curiosity know what has you're nothing saying. to do with leaning away from the curiosity just wants to do with expanding your worldview like i want to know more like i want to experience for myself but it's not i'm going against the rules it's not i'm going to intentionally cause calamity for my own benefit okay listen to this right okay. google says that good denotes the conduct that should be preferred when posed with a choice between two possible actions the two actions were don't go there it's bad stay here you have everything else this is for you. This is good. Sis went to the opposing side where man said it was bad. How was no, that? Man didn't say it was bad. Man said, fam, don't eat this. You're not about that life. But man's didn't say, don't eat this because it will ruin humanity for the rest of everything. If man said that and she still did it, then she'd be trash. Yeah. If he was just a curious the, the hoe. The definition like of evil is when you're consciously and deliberately doing wrong. But she wasn't consciously and deliberately doing wrong. Eve is <laughs> a dumb bitch and I don't stand for her. Anyway, we're going to move on because I cannot <laughs> believe this is like worse than the spitting and swallowing thing like I, I, I cannot understand how you actually think that we're all born good when do like what what about being born from the, wow. what a, like sure when you first step out the womb sure good but let me say from when you're able to like lift your own neck is that what three six months bad <laughs> oh you've been bad and you couldn't, and because you were illiterate and immobile and a vegetable, you couldn't act on your badness. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and as soon as you could lift your own neck, <laughs> why? Do you when think that it's nigga so hard? lifted his own neck, all he wanted to do was love. <laughs> why do you think it's do? so hard to tame toddlers? Because they were so not inherently they're bad. Good. It's because they're learning how to be a human being. Mm. Mm-mm. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! Okay, Guys. we have we have to move on because at this, we <laughs> I really said before this episode it'd be quick. This be a quick one, quick and quick. I know, right? <laughs> and now Boba has to disrespect me with some idealistic. Everybody is good, and just really quickly before I go, bad by definition is careless, amateur, negligent, imperfect, defective. Like these are all things that humans just are even when they're not trying like nobody tries to be any of those things and they are i think that at is- your most natural self you are the most loving ah! nurturing <laughs> stop it what, what i hate fine signs so much oh my god and this is because she's an aries i i just know it actually so confused <laughs> i, just like, I literally it. cannot Seven. Wow, wow, wow. We have I'm to actually sweating. Do you understand? I, I've had to take my blanket off. <laughs> I'm I'm literally undressing. If we were ever going to say that we had a fight, this is it. This is the one. <laughs> the fight about the nature of humanity. If we were I'm in the same sure. room, like <laughs> wow, my fingers have... would be in your face. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, seeing as we've gone through that, Whew. what lessons have you learned going through your journey? <laughs> I just can't <laughs> She really tried it. <laughs> Guys, can you imagine? I actually, wow. <gasps> wow. Wow. Um, what lessons have I learned? That everything matters and nothing matters. And that every action has a reaction, whether you like it or not. And that in the grand scheme of things, your intent doesn't really matter when your impact is usually more harmful than considered. Do you know mm. why I say that? I remember I was just at a talk recently and I was listening to the VP of product design for Uber speak. And he yeah. was saying that when he started the company and he was sort of reevaluating and auditing like what he needed to do and what had been done. He said that every, all the social good Uber had done thus far had been by accident and all the bad they had done had been on purpose. So, for instance, like, all the good, they created more jobs, they created, like, yeah. a new way to travel, but all the bad was, like, you ruined a thousand industries, you, like, <laughs> oh, you put more cars on the road, which fucks up our environment, right. like, all these things you'd done was, like, mal- like not malicious, but with intent, and all the good you'd done been by accident, and that is what I had learned, that so doesn't matter what you think you've been doing, the impact is probably always more negative than you imagine, and that you just need to be mindful of it. Wow. How do you, like, manage that like, I, as a business person? Well, I mean, I'm just inherently selfish. So it's like, although I can acknowledge <laughs> that I'm doing bad, I actually, like, it's not my nature to care more about others than myself. So it's like, I wow, can... look at that self-awareness. I can I'm mitigate sure. as much damage as I can, but I'm never going to get by. Like, I can't... Like, nothing I can do will be beneficial to everyone. Or that will... Like... I'm going to hurt someone in the process. So just acknowledging that and trying to mitigate that is what I'm doing. Um, but, if, but, you know, you're inherently good. So maybe your experience is different, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. I'm a Gemini. Ah! You're just angels. <laughs> oh, my God. She really said. <laughs> oh, wow. This is I can't believe this is the episode. I really thought this was going to be so zen. Honestly. I honestly just wow. I was like, this will be quick, chill. We're gonna see eye to eye on everything. Whatever. Literally same. Hey, I have a question, right? That I don't really understand. Mm. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I got it from an audience member, and I tried to Google it, and I, I'll read it out. So yeah, this person asked us if we're doing the inner work necessary to heal the collective. Now, this is a real flowery language. And I think it has to do with, like, past life trauma. So almost, like, obstructing, like, acknowledging past life trauma, actively healing it so we don't pass it on to generations around us and, like, intergenerational but also, like, intercollective. Like, how our diaspora interconnects. So if I don't heal my trauma, I pass on to the next generation that might heal your family too. Is this some shit people are doing actively? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why I'm not having kids. So my, my way of healing the collective, if it's to do with past life. Um, so the way I first interpreted that question is like, what are you doing for humanity? Um, as far as like your spiritual self. But if it's to do with like past life and karma, um, what I'm doing is because I know I'm fucked. Like at this point, I know like I'm trash. There's no going back. 
so why have kids in a world that is also trash so that's how i'm healing the mm. collective um by population control and <laughs> <It's>, then <laughs> i was reading about it and they said it's like acknowledging that there's like like you were saying before there's no such thing as like they and them it's just we and us and we're all one and we're all apart and like we all affect each other and like we're in it together and <laughs> no plus ones in heaven you gotta bitch. say it like that <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no i'm literally going into heaven with you like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like running behind you. jesus call security <laughs> I'm running behind you and I'm coming with Jesus and his disciples. And I said what I said. He's like, he's like on the Bible. Is she one of yours? Jesus, I said, no. You're really going to Mariah carry me? No, I don't know Absolutely. On the topic though, you know, it was so strange. So yesterday I got into an Uber and the guy was like trying to do small talk. I wasn't into it, but eventually he was talking about the sun and how, He's like, you know, the sun's getting brighter and it's getting hotter. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, he's like, oh, you know how I know? And I was like, oh, no, I don't know how you know. And he's like, oh, I'm actually an energetic healer. And, you know, we, like we've been like as a population, we've been evoking so much light and the light is reflecting off the sun and just like mirroring back at us. And then he was saying, like, hmm. if anyone's listening, have you heard about the Akashic Records? Yes. So that's, I think this is about the collective conscious. I think that's the same type of shit. Like, you know, we're all storing our trauma. Like we personally store our trauma in like our DNA, but the earth stores its trauma in like the sun and shit. So like we're storing trauma in our DNA and like we, like as we evolve and shit, if we don't acknowledge it and like heal, we pass that shit on. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like TBH, like, I am focused on like not drinking enough water every day, not like healing the collective. <laughs> like I can't, I can't vouch for you, hoes. <laughs> like I'm well, on I my own. If, <laughs> I think if we're if you're healing yourself, you're healing the collective because you are the collective. That's and so some lazy work, but I'll take it because it's just like if you clean your house, you make sure that it's like clean and clear and light and lovely and warm for every everyone else who passes through it and they get those energies too and it's just what? like a domino effect <laughs> that's how you clean your house <laughs> yeah you clean your house so that those who pass through it get your energy you sound like a cancer <laughs> right now i just <laughs> i'm actually a mercury my mercury's in cancer there so you go, my mercury's in uh what's my mercury let me check do you have any water signs in your chart or are you just a diabolical fire sign <laughs> through and through? Um, yeah, I do actually. Mm. My, hold on. Birth chart. You know who I think is ruining society? People who don't believe in astrology. <laughs> or people that do and don't um, and communicate it poorly. They're not doing it's, it. It's just, just a... Yeah. All right. So my Mercury is in Pisces, bitch. Wow. So it says... <clears throat> they tried it. I've got a vivid imagination. I have empathy. I mean, that's... We're working on that. Highly psychic. <laughs> <laughs> Good natured. <laughs> Look, my chart is actually all over the place. I don't have a lot of fire in my chart contrary to popular belief oh 
<clears throat> so I, what my is your, sun is wait, in Aries. Read us your chart real quick. All right, my sun is in Aries. My moon's in Aquarius. My Mercury's in Pisces. Uh, my Venus is in Taurus. Mars in Pisces. Oh my God, same. My Venus Shut is in up, Taurus. Bitch. <laughs> oh my God. My Mars is in Scorp- uh, Mars in Pisces. Jupiter in Scorpio. Saturn in Pisces. Uranus and Neptune and Capricorn, Pluto and Scorpio, Lilith and Aries. Like, that's, I've only got what, two fire signs in my whole chart. Wow. So, huh? <laughs> huh? You were saying? I'm a you soft, see, dark bitch. <laughs> I'm soft, yes. warm, cuddly. <laughs> <laughs> she says, clapping her hands together. <laughs> I've got more water in my chart. Wow. Then fire. So I know. just have a lot of air. You so know. I, just... I can tell. You fly the ass <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Everyone's good, but everybody's trash. But love everyone. But <laughs> I'm honestly yeah. gonna fight you on site. On site. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna at our first event, we're opening with this like we're opening with a fight. Celebrity like, boxing just, match. <laughs> we're squaring up. <laughs> Someone put bets. I'm going to win that fight. I got fake nails. I'm going to gouge your eyes out. <laughs> oh Do you guys see how she abuses me? I just... Let's go to couples therapy. We're going to need it. Honestly, just an innocent Gemini being abused. <laughs> All right. Now, do you feel like you need to communicate your spirituality when you're dating? Especially oh, if you've ever First like date. dated someone who's like a sciencey, bitcoiny type, atheist type. Oh, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. If you can't it's for me, it's if you're on one extreme end of either like sciencey or like spirituality, it's not for me, fam. It's just not gonna be for me. Um, I just don't, I'm not into that type of rigidity. Mm. So, yeah, first date, I'm like, so what do you think is the nature of the universe? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Are we all inherently good? <laughs> yeah, look, if my um my atheist toes, what's agnostic again? Let me check this. Um, People who are just like, I used to be agnostic. People who are just like, I don't know. What? Is, is that me? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Look, I would sooner, I don't, like, I wouldn't, I don't, yeah, I don't fuck with atheists. As in, I don't fuck the, I uh, know I'd fuck an atheist. I wouldn't date an atheist. <laughs> Some Same. of my closest friends are atheists. And it's conversations where I will still have conversations about spirituality with them just to understand the depth of their atheism. And usually Mm. it's kind of like, it's less about not believing in anything, but more so like just like the whole concept of religion is trash to them. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I don't, I wouldn't do that just because it's like, there's so much, so much needs to go right in a relationship for it to work that I can't be dealing with us not seeing eye to eye on fundamentals. Um, So yeah, I, but I would sooner date somebody who's, a devout religious person than someone who doesn't believe in religion or spirituality at all. Same. Of any yeah, religion. Same. Sooner do that than the alternative. Yeah. Because that same. feeds it's, it's so intrinsic. Much. I don't know how to like how are we gonna see eye to eye on most things. But I also think <clears throat> if you believe in nothing, like that's still a religion. Like nothingness is still a thing that you're believing in. 
And if the argument is like, oh, well, I just don't believe in anything that I don't see. That means you you purely like all of your belief is rooted in the physical realm. Like physicality is your religion. So I also don't even believe in the concept of not believing in anything. No, but I just we, believe we talk, religion is like uh, it's about like gods and traditions and rites and rituals. So like if you don't believe in anything, it's not necessarily religion, but it's a belief system. But right. I feel like most people who claim that are like, oh, I don't believe in anything, but yay, capitalism, like capitalism is great. Then bitch, like that's your religion. As in like, I think if you truly say that you do not believe in anything, but you're also invested in like any ideologies of the three dimensional realm, I just don't believe you're an atheist. I think you're just anti like metaphysics. You're oh, I get it. So you're, you're talking about like being like indoctrinated like yeah. we're indoctrinated into like consumerism and capitalism and that by definition yeah is like that by def is a religion devotion like, so yeah it's yeah. a religion of some okay i see it i see it yeah capitalism is not an economic system it's 100 percent a religion i've also like divested from needing to teach anyone i feel like if you're over the age of 16 and you're still ignorant it's on you it's on you she's <laughs> <laughs> out wow these teenagers don't get a chance <laughs> not, a, not without payment not wow without payment. because at that point your brain has fully formed into that ugly shape i can't do <laughs> big head <laughs> i just can't help you fam no one can help you my feelings are hurt it's just yeah no being like a progressive African um, millennial is an extreme sport because you're dealing with so many. I think my frustration with it is like, I think that tradition and culture harms us more than it benefits us because of it's so rigid. Like there's no like, like when I ask a family member, like, why do I... Like, for example, I'm like, why can't my boyfriend sleep over? Like, why can't we all be in the same house? And it's just like, the answer is always because that shit is for white people. Or the answer <laughs> is always, like, that's not our culture. And I'm like, but fam, it doesn't make sense. Like, there's no valid reason. No one is being harmed by this. Do you think that's just more representation things. of people and not just culture generally? Hmm? Isn't that more rep- representation of the person who's like the gatekeeper to your culture for you than the culture in itself? Because I, my experience with my culture has not been rigid at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Like in in minor way, like I wouldn't even say rigid in terms of like, um, like no. That's really. I find my sometimes culture to be very str- rigid. Like anything that's been strict has been like had more to do with like my age. Like, can I get a piercing? You're 14. No. Like, can I sleep over my friend's house? Sis, you met her yesterday. I don't know her parents. Like, relax. <laughs> More so like that. But rigid, no. I can see how it can be. Yeah. But isn't that more to do with, like, your personal family than culture generally? Um, That's a really good question. I don't know. Because usually guess your family is the gatekeeper both. to your culture. You know what I mean? But if we talk about, like, our the way our culture intersects there's a lot more fluidity there for us than perhaps our parents 
Because we're the gatekeepers. Mm, I guess when you put it that way. But even when I think, so I have a friend um, and her family's always coming. She's South African. Mm. So her family's always coming for her because she'll post like, like bikini pictures on Instagram or like, you know, like semi nude or whatever the case is. And they're just like, this is just not like, this is not us. This is some white people shit. Yeah. And I just think it, that's just such a rigid way of like, you're so stuck in your like outdated belief systems around women's bodies and nudity and this yeah. and this and that that are rooted in like patriarchal cultural ideals. Mm. And I just think, I think we need to like, Okay, maybe we don't need to let go of culture no, altogether. No, don't be foolish. <laughs> yeah. Because... No, I think it's more the interpretation of our our gatekeepers. It's our gatekeepers' interpretation of our culture. Because if you look, you know, 200 years ago, Africans popping around naked, babes. Like, yeah. naked, loincloth, get that is, so that is fact. Our culture isn't intrinsically rigid or stifled. It's the interpretation. Yeah, it's the you know, as a form of self-preservation, I find, because we're not given the same leniencies as other cultures. So when our parents are saying that's some white people's shit, it's because they can do it and not, and not uh, receive the negative connotations. You know what I mean? Like, you see some cute mm. white girl, little bikini top on Instagram. It's ah, it's progressive. See some black girl do it. She's a thug. Like, she's yeah. ghetto. It's basic things like that that's where they say, like, be to mindful. Be, <laughs> that's why we need to be naked on Instagram. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly, and that's the whole point of this whole episode. Let's just get naked on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, what I think, uh, but I think that's more of, like, I don't think that's culture in itself. I think that's how to explain self-preservation to a person who doesn't understand that they're different or quite different yet. Right. Right. You know? Wow. Wow. This has been such an interesting conversation. Are you mad? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm replenished. I feel nourished by this conversation. (laughs) I need need to go write a book. I, wow. People are trash. (laughs) A sermon. (laughs) Um, was there anything else we should have touched on before we go? Um, the past yeah. life conversation is super interesting to me. Someone had the asked what? me if I, past life. Mm. If I thought, oh my gosh, that? no, before we act past life, should we do this now? Yeah, that's okay. so interesting. I was Googling it briefly to see if, um, like if it resonated with me. Cause I, I, I'm a witchy bitch. I'm open to understanding it, but I, it's not something that's on the top of my list to research and get into. But I was looking at past life and how we're all interconnected and then we carry trauma in our DNA and it manifests and triggers us in different ways in our current life. And I came across this term, past life traumatic stress disorder. Screaming. Don't like, tell me this. Because honestly, then no like... <laughs> I was like, this one's for you. So... <laughs> Essentially, when past life trauma surfaces through current life issues, it often triggers PLTSD. And as a result, we might experience irrational fears, anxiety, phobias, or panic attacks around seemingly normal things. So, like, for example, they're saying that if you allegedly, if you believe in past lives, if you were ever severely punished for not following the rules in a past life, you may have an irrational fear of authority. 
If you were mm. ever rejected or abandoned in a past life, you may have an irrational fear of being different or not fitting in. If you were ever enslaved or imprisoned in a past life, you may have an irrational fear of losing freedom. If you were ever excommunicated for voicing your beliefs or taking a stand in a past life, you could have a fear of being seen or heard. Um, and this often manifests wow. in the course, in like being scared of like public speaking or things like that. Which again, who knows if this is true or untrue, but it sounds no, I believe it. legit I believe to me. It fully say no more. I'm on it. And then it also goes into like traumatic death experiences and how like <gasps> if you had a traumatic death in a past life, that could trigger your irrational or I guess rational phobias. So if you ever died by drowning, you could have an irrational fear of water. If you ever fell to your death, wow. you could have an irrational fear of height. If you ever perished in a burning building, blah, blah, blah. If you were trapped, you could have claustrophobia, things like that. Things that you can't, rationally explain, explain but yeah. you have such a visceral response to it that it could no, be I fully your believe past in, I fully believe in past lives and reincarnation and then something I think about a lot too is like how many times have I incarnated in this life mm. like as a human being because I think that also informs who you are and how you move through the world like I think, so I think for me, this is my first time as a human being. Like this is my very first incarnation. I think I'm a baby human. And that's why I'm like, so like confused and just like, like there's a bit of naivety, like have a childlike nature about me, like really, really curious about the world. Like just, yeah. Whereas I think, um, so like my boyfriend for experience, I think, for example, I think he's a really, really old soul because he's just really wise and like he just, he just be knowing, <laughs> but also he came into the world. I think people who like come into the world and they just know exactly like what they're here to do and they're so sure of themselves. I feel like they've, they've been on this journey since forever. And I think like your soul chooses how many times it wants to incarnate as a human, depending on where it is in its journey and like what it needs to reach nirvana or whatever it is, even though I think life is infinite. But yeah, I think like we, we've all just had really wild, crazy. How many, how many times do you think you've been here? Like, do you think you're a baby human? Do you think you're a middle-aged human? Do you think you're an old soul? Like what's good? Never thought about it. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> no i mean you know what like <laughs> when i go to like healers and shit they're kind of like you've had a good past life they're kind mm. of like you're probably royalty you're probably very affluent and very rich and therefore I that's why that. you're finding that you have a very um what's the word um like lucky like you feel quite lucky things happen to you you're able to set yourself up quite well and but i was like is she just being complimentary but based on this conversation and that experience i had in the uber yesterday with this driver just like drilling into me about the akashic records and the age of aquarius i'm like you know what maybe these are guides tell me i'm like you know i'm on, i'm on some shit <laughs> but i'm gonna do some googling because i have like look my family is. now is royalty like my dad is Ghanaian royalty so yeah, already bitch. she's a royal currently <laughs> my mom calls me princess my brothers call me boss <laughs> <laughs> the internet calls you queen literally like, just, so... <laughs> it just makes sense 
And I had one more point before we go. I know it's getting to be a bit of a long episode, but somebody asked me no, to we touch like long on episodes. the idea of where spirituality meets appropriation. <laughs> and I thought, I've never thought about this before. Never have Wait, I ever thought about it. what does that mean? It. Saying shit like, that's my spirit animal. Um, that's like, you're my spirit animal. That's my spirit animal. Using tokens. Okay, but we can't appropriate spirituality. Like, come on now. Hold on. But things like smudging practices that are like central to indigenous communities. And now us hoes like trying to smudge out our, our fucking bedroom. But why not just like, why can't we all just be smudged? We need to be smudged. <laughs> so like. Why can't we like, all say the we... N word? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Wait. I don't know, but I thought I would just touch on it briefly. We're not going to discuss it because I don't think we have the range just yet. We haven't done our Googles. Yeah. But for those of you listening, just know that somebody that... Look, I Googled it. It does come up. Cultural appropriation in spirituality. Where people are kind of like, there are some sacred practices to indigenous communities that have been co-opted and sold as brand new practices for us common bitches. Like the idea of saging <laughs> and shit like that. Or like yoga. But you yeah. know what? I think cultural appropriation is one thing. I can see why someone would be possessive of culture. But like spirituality is all just like love and care. Like we should just... But a culture creates share. that spirituality though. Like put parameters around it. They That's like histories and histories. Yeah, like we, but we I think that aren't... can be accessible for all of us, to all of us. Like, why would I hoard my knowledge of like, like if I knew, like, say I'm Zulu, I have this like spiritual practice that will help you astral project into the next dimension. Why would I want to like hoard that from white people? Because not, it's not about white people though. It's about oh yeah, okay, but every, yeah, why would I want to hoard that? But from also realistically, it's like culture. there are gatekeepers to a lot of religions, like. I, I don't think that I think okay maybe religion but I don't think we need gatekeepers to spirituality because this planet needs a whole lot of help but saying and we I don't get the idea of and acknowledging that there are two different things like I don't think we have the range to tell an indigenous community if they should and shouldn't gatekeep a practice that's indigenous okay that's to real them. you know what I mean like what do you mean but I find that really it. suspicious <laughs> I find that very like I I don't think that's like the utilitarian but this is the same thing way to do. Why non-black hoes can't understand why we don't want them to say the N word? They're like, but what do you mean? It's like I don't think we should. No, that's like, different. It. It's not different. No, but who's gonna benefit from saying the N word? Someone could benefit from astral projecting the fuck out of here. Like we should be sharing. We don't know and crediting. That, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Bobo is being very inconsistent today, and so she wants you all to say the N word because we're not gatekeeping anything. We're all one race, all one person. <laughs> There's no barriers here don't between us. So I don't sage, but if you hoes want to do some Googles, um, okay, you hoes can come for me because <laughs> I have some sage here. I knew it. That's why she was so tight. But this listen, like, first of all. Christianity was stole from the Egyptians. It was co-opted from the Kemetic religion and turned into this whole other religion and then sold to us in exchange for slavery. If we're going to talk about co-opting spiritual practices, let's start with religions that were all stolen from the Africans. And thank you for listening <laughs> to my TED Talk. <laughs> you are trash. Bobo stays an emotional terrorist. You need to, you all need to watch out for this one. <laughs> you know what? It's Gemini season. <laughs> I'm feeling spicy. She's really flourishing. <laughs>
Look, I'm gonna... All I'm saying is Google it. It's very interesting. And knowledge is power. The more you know, the more you know. As I said, no plus ones in heaven. So don't tell me I didn't tell you to Google this. (laughs) Because when you get to the gates and they're kind of like, oh, smudge stick incident. (laughs) Tell us about this. (laughs) Not even smudge stick. Is that what... I'll be like, no, I didn't know. Sorry, what is a smudge stick? I'll literally act brand new. <laughs> anyway, I think that's it. That's it for us. <laughs> yeah, y'all can come with me to heaven. Um, I have three plus ones. So let me know. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. <laughs> this boxing match. Um, let us know your thoughts. There's a lot to dissect in this episode. Follow us on Instagram at Bobo and Flex. Follow us on YouTube at Bobo and Flex TV. Or you can follow us on our individual Instagrams. I just got a new one um, where I just talk about my feelings and we all talk about our feelings and like love on each other. So join in and follow Flex. Just follow us on everything. Okay, it's been real. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.